people of Earth. How are you? We're back a month later and as irrelevant as ever. My name is Al. His name is Joe. Hey, now. Together, we do this podcast called Kind of Right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Joe. Hey, sir. Uh, Same to you. I was just telling Joe that I did absolutely nothing yesterday. I was, I was lucky enough to have the day off from work. Not paid, mind you. Uh, and I didn't have any PTO left, but I didn't report. I didn't have to, so I didn't. That's how lazy I am. What's a PTO? Personal time off. I don't start regaining credit. The way it works now is, is every 30 hours you work, you get one hour off. So every six weeks you earn a day off, basically. That's how it works in most of... That's the minimum how it works in America now and... That's how they do it where I work. So That blows. It does suck. That's fine. But I did get paid for today, just not yesterday. Follow them say the day after Thanksgiving was a paid day off. So you weren't there yesterday. No. That's what you're saying. No, what I did was Was it closed or could you, could you have gone in I pr- if you wanted to? I could have gone in if I wanted to. No one else was there. You know? I could I, I could have worked from home. I I'm set up to work from home. I can remote into my work computer from my laptop. Here was here's the deal yesterday. Yesterday I got up about fucking well, I got up regular time because my wife had to work. I had a couple of fucking bloody Marys, a decent breakfast. Went went back to bed at ten. Woke up at one, watched the George Takei documentary. <laughs> Have you seen this one? No. On Stream Picks. It's a good two-hour documentary, too. It's good. Is it new? It's four or five years old. It's more about the beginning of uh, Allegiance coming together. It was uh, centered around the, the play Allegiance that he did. About uh, I didn't know he did a play. He did a, He was involved in a musical that was based on the Japanese-American experience when they were thrown into work camps in, in World War II. He went into a war camp, didn't he? He lived in a war camp for a couple of years, yeah, as a kid. So, uh, but it was all about Georgie, and it was excellent. And then after that, I watched the. That's what they should do with the Asians now. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, That's a hot take, man. They like that over in China. And then uh, I watched the documentary on the cassette. You know, the cassette tape, which the dudes who invented it are still alive and well. They're all Dutch dudes. They worked for Philips. Oh shit. Back in the day, and the fucking cassette is making some sort of wacky comeback. I've been looking for. I fucking should have done it a couple months ago when I found all my, all my recordings from my basement studio in Cedarville. My son was like, "You got to get the console that you recorded this on and digitize them." And he was right. There were a couple of them available, and now since everything's coming back into vogue, it's real getting hard to find those consoles anyway. But now they're just fucking outlandishly, ridiculously expensive because they're back in demand. You know, the simple law of... By the way, in 2019, <coughs> I still fucking hate Bill Gates. Oh, okay. My computer... I'm hard-booting this computer by turning it on and off. It's yeah. the only way to get it. it. takes about 15 tries to get the prick to come back on. Oh, Windows 8.1. What a fucking deal. Yeah, I got, Thanks, Windows, Bill. I got Windows 8 on this fucking thing. You and since I clear, cleaned it out asshole. a couple weeks ago, this thing works great. I, well, hate, I hate Windows 8, but I got to say the machine works gonna great. I'm going to steal Windows 10 and put it on this machine. Yeah, there you go. I'm just, I've, I've had it. 
I've had it, Bill. With your fucking... I would have been happy if it was just XP. Yeah. So uh, the boss is... Greedy fuck. Having a... Having a uh, eventful New Year, he's lost his majority as we've known from the in the house, and <laughs> you, there's he lost still a what? little. He lost the majority in the house. The the Republicans, the boss. So he's got a little. Oh, work. you're talking about the. Pr- I thought you were talking about your boss. No, he's he's and he's uh. We're still in the middle of this little government shutdown, which everyone's all up in arms about because the national parks are being mostly affected. <laughs> The IRS is closed. Thank Christ. Let's keep them closed for a while. Keep them off my fucking trail for another minute or two. There's a whole uh, there's a whole list of people that are shut down. Yeah. And none of them are essential. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. I, you know what? I, I should know more about it. I just know it. everything seems to be running smoothly. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> He's... Uh, He's going to get his fence. All I know is he's not going to cave. And it was so funny to see. I saw that uh, meeting that he had in the Oval Office with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Nancy Pelosi. Nancy kept, she must have said it five or six times, maybe more, to, to the president. Why don't you? Put your, you know, your your legislation, whatever the fuck it is. I, it, it's the budget, right? Aren't they signing the budget or the or they're either signing the budget or they're signing a fucking uh, well, an increase to the debt. Yeah, one or the other. Right? Yeah, it's not the budget. So he's attached the the wall to this budget, and she said, kept saying, "Why don't you, why don't you put it through the house?" And he says, because I don't have the votes in the Senate. And she kept saying it over and over again. And the gist was that she said, well, you just don't have the votes in the House. Well, he, he did. He put it through the House and he got the votes and it passed. So fuck you, Nancy. But if, any, if anyone listening to this, one of the three or four of you, and you think Nancy Pelosi ought to be speaker? Do the world a favor and kill yourself. <laughs> Start 2019 off with a bang. Literally. With a fucking bullet right through your own brain. Because this is just a visionless insider trading. Money grubbing. Just a, just a fucking... Scum. No. She won't. Ha- she wouldn't hang around with any of you, any of you people. She wouldn't suffer any of you pricks for a second. You'd be thrown right off her property, right over her large fucking gate mm-hmm. that surrounds her, her vineyard. Ugh, what a filthy fucking cunt! <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yep, she's awful. And uh, she's in charge of how everyone is going to sit on what committee and all that shit. It's a two-year blip. 
they'll they'll get yeah, it back just, in two years. I can't believe that they're gonna put her back in charge. I mean, she she got in in what two thousand eight. It just shows you the dearth of talent in on that level in the DNC. No, there's, was, there's no it was talent. Like two thousand and six or something like that. Because it was it was during George Bush's administration, right? Yeah, and then her and her cronies were. Walking up the hill with the gavel with the whole Obamacare thing a couple years later. Yeah, so 2006 to... Was she, has she been speaker twice now? Meaning in the sense she lost it, got it, lost it, got it. This is, will be is this her, number three? This will be number two. This will be number two. So they haven't had the House since they... 2010. It was gained back. Yeah. Okay. So they got it... In 2008? Well, 2008, 2006. Obama. It must have been 2006. Yeah. Well, the whole wacky midterm thing. You know what I mean? Just how this country votes is wacky. I don't know. Which is fine. I mean, what are you going to do? Again, here in Massachusetts, our congressional delegation is 100% Democrat. And for some reason, we have a Republican governor. So who knows? You know what I mean? Oh, speaking of our congressional delegation, another 70-year-old whore, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, has officially set up the Exploratory Committee yesterday or today. Oh, it'll absolutely be great for her to run. Yeah, she's talented. She'll be, no, she'll be fucking decimated. Yeah. Well, I mean... Chances of Elizabeth Warren winning are... She can't win the nomination, never mind get to the finals with fucking old Donald. Then Donald I'll would beat her to fucking death. Can you imagine? A couple other of our uh, boys are going to be from Massachusetts going to be running, too. That'll be good. Then they'll really be eating their own. Is DeVille Duvall going to run? No, uh, when we last met a month ago, we he had just announced he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't uh, running. After a jaunt around the country, after about the 90th or 100th time that he heard, who the fuck are you again? <laughs> he decided that maybe he didn't have the fucking uh, Q rating or the fucking recognition to run for president. You know what I mean? Well, Al, what was your uh, what were some of the highlights for you in 2018? 2018. New Year's Day. 2018 was pretty much the worst year of my life. Personally, on a personal level. Didn't you get married in 2018? I got married in 2017. <laughs> I had a party in 2018. <laughs> but I've had several family members fucking be in and out of the hospital. Uh, well, yes. Almost lost my son. Almost lost my mother. Uh, it was not a great year. And then my poor kid, his fucking, that lovely Kate who was sitting with us the other day or last month or whatever... She moved out the other day. She, she, he caught her red-handed cheating on him. No. Yep. Really? So he's heartbroken. He's suffering from a broken heart. That's what we did this weekend. That's how my weekend's did been Did he, set. like, catch her in the him. sack with somebody? Or? Nah, the whole fucking on-the-phone social media thing. Just, you know, oh, red-handed. Really? Yeah, I mean, she even admitted it. You know, he was in love with that girl. You know, I've never read this. <clears throat> but... I think I've mentioned this, too, on this show. There is a book called Dante's Inferno. 
written by Dante Nietzsche. Nietzsche. And Dante's Inferno has a there are there's a bunch of levels yeah, of hell. they have of you know the the worst things that you can do to another human being yeah. as a human being and the absolute worst thing that you can do to another human being is betray them yeah meaning it's probably it's better to kill them than it is to betray them by the way it was written by dante <laughs> not nietzsche wasn't it written by Nietzsche? No, it was Dante Alighieri, and it was written in the 14th century, in the 1300s. It's standard reading for English fucking college oh, English Well, majors. you were an English, but I, yeah, I, I read it. it. I never yeah. read it. Standard I've reading. Seen the, I've seen the Part diagram. Part of the canon. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the diagram that, you know, has the levels. But, so I got fucked over this year by my own, it, last year by my own kid. Yeah. And more importantly, my, my poor wife, her mom died in February of 2018, and her dad died in May of 2017. Right. So, by the she, way, she was looking very much forward to this year being over. Yeah, me too. So, uh, we're doing a little. She's very excited. She's up there working. Well, you're doing some renovating up there, huh? Well, we're taking out. You know the the you know where my office is upstairs. Sure. I got this office that I never use. Mm. It's just a and it was it was the house layout is fucking stupid because the sun comes in on the front of the house and I've got two rooms in the front that divide the house, the back of the house, and, and we do most of our living in the back of the house. Mm-hmm. So I took the wall out between the office and that little. The eat-in dining. It used dining. to be a dining room. Yeah. And then I put a slide. It had windows. Had had two windows. And I built this pool area. And if you can picture a dining room that used to have two windows, now it's got a slider. So it's basically a, a pass-through. 13-foot-wide hallway. Yeah, it's a pass-through. So cutting open this... Uh, Cutting the hole through, and it, we got the hole all the way, th- you know, it's wide open. And uh, I've got one of those, uh, I bought a, I fucking hate this computer. Cunt, cunt whore. Um, By the way, the ninth circle of hell is treachery. It's the same thing as betrayal. I bought a ventless gas fireplace that hangs on the wall and made an indentation like that. Okay. Except it doesn't... The thing is a designer fireplace. Mm. It was like $1,000. Okay. And I I wasn't going to pay $1,000. I actually bought one for $220 that looks pretty good. The reason I bought the one for $1,000 is because I went... And, like, I, I don't know anything about designer shit. But this is a, a Dave Lennox signature series. boy, Dave. Uh, fireplace. And it's a discontinued model. Oh. The model that looks, that they're selling in its place is four grand. 
So I said for a thousand. So I ended up buying two of them. Of course you did. Because we've got the unfinished room that we're going to finish. And today I went down to Lowe's and picked up my 1,350 square feet of click-together flooring. Nice. uh, Which will be installed starting this week. And in the whole kitchen and the new open place, you the mean? Entire first floor. Oh, okay. Right over the other shit? Yes. Nice. It's going right over what used to be beautiful hardwood that has more piss on it. We have dogs. Small dogs. The problem with dogs, especially small dogs, is they piss everywhere. So we uh we're going to put this stuff down. It's this vinyl flooring. Because the problem is, if you want to refinish hardwood floors, you've got to move all your furniture out of the house. Then you got to go away for six days. Right. Which neither one of us want to do. And then you're left with the same problem that you, we're, we're not getting rid of the dogs. We'll probably have more. We'll probably have dogs until we both die. Right. And... So this shit is bulletproof. I mean, you can't. It's it's. So the piss will puddle on it rather than fall through the cracks and go yeah, to the subfloor. It won't fuck. It won't turn parts of the you know. Nice. Parts of the wood. Because there's certainly not like an anti-piss additive in it. They're still gonna piss. No, it's 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 just when you cut this shit, you know, you see this flooring here. Yeah. This was like ninety-nine cents a square foot. Sure. And. This shit's per, you know, there's a pad underneath this, and this is not waterproof. Right. And this has been down here for seven years. And I, if you can find a scratch, I welcome you to look for it. Right. And it's probably not going to be much of anything. Yep. So now this, this just has the, you know, it doesn't have any texture to it. The new stuff has a texture to it. Oh, neat. And it, you know, you're not going to fool anybody that knows wood, that it's right. a wood floor. But I don't give a fuck. Yeah, who cares? I just don't want it to look like shit. And it'll look the same. You are currently in the function over form game. <laughs> yeah. So now they can piss everywhere. And it's going right into the bathroom on the first floor. Well, the whole first floor is oak. Right. And then we're going to... Do the two upstairs bedrooms after that. Oh, good. Because in my infinite wisdom, I said, I got to save some money. So we've got two small bedrooms upstairs, and I didn't put hardwood there, which probably would have cost, you know, a grand. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it doesn't matter. So we're going to put, uh, we're going to put some shit up there and, uh, I'm going to finish that room, and then we'll discuss what to do with the kitchen. She wants to do something. I don't. I really don't care, but she wants to do something. So trying to keep her happy. Happy wife, happy life, man. Yeah, and I mean, she is happy, but, you know, I wanted to do it because my house is, it's so much brighter, Al, because mm-hmm. 
because the sun just fucking beats through. That's so I'm, I'm thinking on the left side of the house, as you're looking out the windows, to carve that whole fucking thing out and put one a big bay fucking window in there. Nice. You know yeah, what I that, mean? That's cool. Yeah. Instead of the two single, you know, two single mullions. Sure. And just have as much sunlight fucking pour in as possible. So that's... Uh, so did this all get started the week between Christmas and New Year's? Or had you started fucking uh, demoing before Christmas? Yeah, you, you know, it kind of did. Yes, it kind of did. Yeah, well, good for you. That's good to stay busy. I mean, it's not... It wasn't... It wasn't... We've been thinking about this for a while. I finally just pulled the trigger. I don't have a hole in the ground yet, so Scott and the boys can't start framing. So... Me and Wild Bill are going to dig tomorrow. Scott's coming here. He's going to take... I've got a window and a door in my family room that that aims out towards the unfinished room. Yeah. He's going to take those out. He's got to frame it. I got drywall upstairs and insulation. He's going to drywall it, insulate it. And then he's going to take the window and put the window out towards the back. Okay. And... Uh, Oh, I know. I would you be interested in painting on a weekend if I paid you, or is that just you just not interested? Just give it a friend. Thank you. Give it a friend. Yeah, you know he does a better job. He's a way better painter than me, <laughs> and he and he likes working on the weekends. I you don't like You're working right. on the weekend. I'm gonna. I was thinking of doing it myself, and I'm like, why? Just give it to friend. Why? It will look awful. So, a little fresh paint, and it'll be it'll be wonderful. Yeah. So to answer your original question, my favorite part of 2018 was slipping off to blissful, blissful sleep at 11:59 last night and missing the fucking end of that wretched fucking year. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, that I, and the party, the party that we had for our one year anniversary slash. You, you ca- she deserved a wedding reception and never got one. That was fun. That was a good party. That was probably my favorite. When was party. that? It was in September. You were there for a minute. Oh, at the at VFW. Yes. Okay. Yes. I apologize. That was fun, but that's about it. I didn't get to the fucking beach once. Not that I'm a big beach guy, but I like to get out there once in a while just to get some fucking air and some scenery. Uh. I did get a big raise at work. That's okay. Things are going okay at work, although we're bleeding money. Um, well, but we will make it another year. He's building us new offices in the warehouse. We're moving out. In well, he know. I mean, we're t- we're you're going to lose a little money. And no, we all know that. We all know that. It's going to cost. It, it costs a little bit to get up and run it. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. I it's, believe he knows that. Well, he mu- he must because we're, he didn't fire the guy in between me and him yet. And uh, who has to sign off on all your shit, which is great, I because have, it's all his fault. I have so little. I, I, I'm not responsible for a thing there, other than just producing, just knocking out bids, which I do on a level that you know two or three guys with my experience couldn't handle it. Now <laughs> I, I put out a shitload of bids, man. So I don't know whether you you folks know this or not, but we we haven't been. We haven't done a show in a month, and we literally just kind of did this on. I didn't put, and, and I've been doing clips, and I purposely 
I was going to do them, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Let's see what happens if we just don't put anything up in a month. And you know what happens? No one listens. Nobody listens to you. Yeah, because they want to consume, quote-unquote, new content. Not necessarily the new shows, but the clips are still new content in a way. But I'm... I'm going to make a pledge to you, Al, mm-hmm. that I'm going to do my best to make it to every fucking show. Good. Except I'm probably Look, going to Florida just, in two weeks. Just if you're not going to do it, tell me before I get here. That's my, that's my one thing. Just fucking tell well, me if we're not going to do a show. Why didn't you come up? I told you last time, come up fucking stairs. You told me don't come upstairs. No, that's not true. <laughs> I told you to come upstairs and get me. Yeah, all right. I'll do that from now on. I don't like I going was on, upstairs. I was asleep. I don't like going upstairs. You know what I did? Because I, I don't know what, what state of mind you're in. You know what I mean? I went. Two weeks ago when I did it, took you fucking little, growled at me. I took a little cat nap. <laughs> you growled at me. I figured out. I'll get, it, I'll get like, you know, one of those little fucking quick 45-minute yeah. power naps. I believe it. It was quiet. and fell off. That's what I felt. That's what I thought happened. And then I woke up around 8, and I said... I guess he didn't show up. <laughs> no, I showed up. I, I yelled up the stairs. But uh, I'm not going to hear that. I know. I'll, and I'm a pretty light sleeper, too. You must not have yelled really loud. I, I, Listen. I, why don't you, I'll, I'll tell you what. You have a wife who's up there and all that. I don't want to just barge in. Why don't you get a fucking in. air horn, right? I think that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> and you don't do even it. have to come upstairs. You just blast it up the that's, stairway. I'm Gonna go to job lot on the way home and get me and one if, of the megaphones. And then if I'm in a fucking bad mood, you can just say "fuck you." Yeah, yeah. All right, let's leave. Cool. I'm gonna do that. That's a really good idea. Call me a cunt. It's a really good idea. Because I am a, I'm a fucking bitch. I really am. Yeah. Well, it's it's part of being fucking psychotic. It is. It's part of being mentally ill, and that's okay. Yeah, no, we're going to continue on. I mean on. well. This is show number 95. We were hoping to have 100 in the bag around the one-year well, anniversary, but... I got to tell shit you. Shit happens. I, uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and uh, Joe Rogan is very encouraging about, hey, why don't you start a podcast? And he's been saying that for years. And he finally said, oh, I don't know. I think maybe the whole podcast thing is just fucking all saturated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, Al, this might not be a two-year thing. This might be a four-year thing That's before fun. we know. But you know what? If we can keep it fun, and I think I'm going to make a, an effort to get some guests in here. Cool. Get Gus, will you? Well, I'd like to get, like... <laughs> Let's find out who, like, the selectmen in Kingston or Plymouth. or Let's get one of those kind of fucking people in here. No problem. And then maybe some business people. Well, I don't know if anybody would show up because you can't say fucking cunt. Well, you'd have to, like, uh, then again, maybe the selectmen probably wouldn't show up either. But. See, it's a catch-22. If you don't have any listeners, like we don't, then nobody wants to come on your show because it doesn't do them any good. Yeah, right. So 
What's why you're supposed you to find other any... podcasters and everyone does each other's podcast. You know what I mean? Well, maybe we can do that. Yeah. Maybe we can. I got a, I got a couple guys in mind, and it's more from the music end of things than politics. But at but, least it's you know, something. It's, it's lovely having people on. But if they if they if they don't say anything or they're yeah. not interesting, it it doesn't do us any good. Yeah. No. No. We need somebody with a little energy. Sure. That's funny. You know, you yeah. can have the greatest guitar. Stevie Ray Vaughan could be sitting here. He'd come back from the dead. Right. And as Al said, Stevie Ray Vaughan may have been dumb as a stump. Yeah, there's a strong possibility. And he could sit there and... He'll noodle away on the guitar. He could play unbelievable guitar, but uh, he's dumb. He may, may not have much to say. <laughs> and he's, he's not going to get any laughs. So... He wouldn't be a really good guest unless we just let him fucking play and we shut the fuck up. Yeah. And who needs that? Well, I, then it's kind of a music I do this podcast. to talk. This is talk therapy for me sometimes. I got to talk oh, a I little bit. It. I missed it. You know. Yeah, there were a couple in there that I really had stuff to talk about, but whatever. If it was important, I would have written it down and I just didn't. <laughs> There's stuff on the fly. I just... I. I just continue to be highly amused by Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just my favorite you out of what, all of it. My favorite thing about Trump is this. Everybody in this news media, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people think that Trump's like gonna lose it. You see these you see these articles that he's you know, he's on the edge. And the thing about Trump is, unlike Obama had the same people in office for eight years. You know what I mean? A lot of the same people. Yeah. He had his, he had his, the, that, the Valerie Jarrett, the supposed black woman who looks fucking white, who, you know, if she was any kind of a fucking, uh, you know, Roseanne Barr is, Roseanne Barr has mental illness. Roseanne Barr takes a shitload of pills and shit. Yeah. And you know what? Roseanne Barr didn't know Valerie Jarrett was black. And I don't even know if she said anything. So what did he, she say? She looks like a fucking monkey or something No, like that. she didn't even say that. I don't, I don't remember. I forget I'll what she up. said. But, you know, you would think that, that Valerie Jarrett would go, well, you know, I do kind of look white, you know? But they're such fucking assholes. But the thing that these news people harp on is how stable Obama's administration was. And it's because Obama had no fucking clue what he was doing. And if someone wasn't working out, he wouldn't even know it. Right. Because he's never run a fucking thing in his life. So Trump has high turnover because it's it's kind of difficult being a president of the United States. It's not a job that you walk into and, and know. And uh, if someone isn't doing what you think they're supposed to be doing, Trump gets rid of them. Right. Or if they're not doing what, you know, there's a lot of talk about Trump not having any 
Um, any, uh, you know, he doesn't have any character. He has no. Uh, he has no agenda, and they they they're kind of doing it in the guise of say a Bill Clinton, who really didn't give a fuck, just as long as people liked what he was doing. Trump seriously has, for thirty five years, I've listened to this guy bitch about our country being ripped off. So he's really strong on this trade shit, right? And he's very strong about manufacturing jobs getting sucked out of this country. And and look, yeah, you know, nobody, none of these these people are not stupid that voted him for him. You want to answer your phone? It's not the phone. What is it? Al's computer is singing to us. Add on the. By the way, she said that Valerie Jarrett looked like the product of a marriage between the Muslim Brotherhood, Brotherhood, and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> well, I, I don't think. Why is that a, an offensive thing to a black person? I don't know. Because you're not supposed to say that black people look like monkeys. That's why. Who said? I mean, you can say white people look like monkeys, can't you? <clears throat> but you, no one's going to say that a white person looks like the intersection of. I mean, the crossbreeding of the Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Apes. You know, but she does, though. She looks like Mal- that uh, Malcolm McDowell. Is that his name? Malcolm McDowell's a white guy, an English actor. Yeah, but he, he was he was the fucking ape. Oh, Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. She's got the... She's fucking right. She looks like... She's yeah. got that fucking mug that she's got that ape mug. Yeah. Which I believe she's single or has a blind husband. <laughs> I believe what the other point is is why are you worrying about what someone looks like and not the content of their character? You know what I mean? As far as Roseanne? Yeah. It's like why are you putting your energy into she's making cr- fun of she's Valerie fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 2018, I'm still dealing with my Eversource thing. Oh, fucking, really? Oh, my God. It's the fucking... You know, it's so ridiculous. Oh, you mean your free speech Eversource yeah. thing? If any of you have ever been involved in the court system as a defendant or a plaintiff, and I'm talking like district court, District court is a fucking the money sucking pit. It is well, this is in the state of Massachusetts. Maybe it's better other. We have appointed for life judges in Massachusetts. Now, I don't understand why they're appointed for life at the district court level. You know, these people aren't deciding uh, you know, they're not deciding precedents that are going to last for 100 years, like the Supreme Court. They're fucking clowns. They basically suck the cock of some fucking, you know, took a couple loads to the face, fondled some politician's balls, heat, and, you know, it's just, it's awful. It's awful. 
A lot of old people having trouble paying for their prescriptions too lately. Which they'll figure that out eventually. Well, that was a, uh, I'll never forget that. Medicare Part D. I watched it. I don't know why. I was watching a lot of fucking news then. And George Bush, he passed this, you know, it was this big $600 billion law. And one of the main staples of the law is the federal government couldn't negotiate with any of the drug companies. Hmm. What a fucking fantastic deal that is. Yeah, right. That's great. So basically the drug companies wrote the fucking law. Right. But I think that's coming to it's coming to a head because there's enough people that can't get their medicine bitching to their Congress people, congressmen saying, We're gonna come and fucking light you on fire. When old people get pissed those smarmy motherfuckers in Congress start listening. Right. They vote. They vote. They ain't nothing else to fuck to do. They fucking vote. <laughs> and that's why Florida is such a fucking big swing state, because there's a lot of people who vote there, and, <laughs> and a lot of them are old. <laughs> Whichever way they're leaning. When do you get a chance? And one of those uh, fireballs here. I haven't had one of those fireballs since... Like three weeks. Yeah. Crazy. I uh, I think I just saw someone walk over to the cabana. You really? Anyone? You know, I did s- tell Ron. Hey, go like this, Joe. <laughs> All right, now exhale. <laughs> much better. I feel much better. Do you? Good. Good so, deep breathing exercise. Uh, the last baby. fucking note I had was smug cunts, but I think that was a while ago. Smog cunts. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, what do you, uh, what do you, what, what are you looking forward to here, Joe, in the next couple of weeks? Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I got to get a foundation hole in the ground. Yeah. Not a big deal. Wild Bill's coming over tomorrow. We'll probably get most of that done. I have to go down to Florida because my buddy Ira, who had a brain tumor removed seven years ago, uh, went up to Duke University uh, in North Carolina, and they, he's been going up there. for You know, he had the brain tumor done in 2011, and uh, the last visit they said, well, saw the MRI, and they said, we have to, basically, if you've ever dealt with doctors, they basically left it like this. We have, we have to do something, which immediately horrifies. You know, he goes up there. Ira's a pretty cool customer, and he literally had to get anxiety medication because he had fucking panic attacks. Oh, shit. Going, you know, because it's like you go in the MRI and you're waiting for the shoe to drop. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, well, I got bad news on this one. Uh, looks like you fucked. The thing came back and it's fucking, uh, you know, it's uh, level four and it's growing like, you know, it's going to be the size of a basketball in two weeks and your head's going to explode. 
You know, and living under that kind of thing, knowing that there's a potential time bomb in your head. Yeah. And it's it I guess the deal is is that like he he had a grade two I'm not gonna pretend I know what it is. Right. Bla- blastio fucking fucking tumor or blah blah blah. Thing. I don't I'm not gonna pretend what I, I know what it is, but it was a grade two with some small parts of of grade three. Grade four is the worst, okay? Yeah. So Apparently what happens if it when when it comes back now they anticipated this you know because they couldn't get all of it because you know this was on the they they could operate on it they could take it out because it was on the side of the you know side of the brain it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't in, in the middle right. of the brain yeah but it was on the side of the brain so what what they can do is they can take it down but you know, if you've ever seen a picture of a brain, it's it's not like a smooth surface. It's right. very rough. So what they do is they take out as much of the tumor as they can without taking. They don't take any of your brain out. Right. You follow what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They not take the tumor out. Yeah. And they literally wake you up in the middle of the surgery, so that you can, you know, I mean, they could move remove something the size of your fucking thumbnail. And you could lose your all your memory of your life. Yeah, right. I mean, that's how powerful your fucking brain is. Right. How how uh, dense of a processor it is. So they you know they take out as much as they can, but they're not going to slice out any of your brain. So the deal is when they, when they come back, they usually come back as the next grade. Which is he had a little bit of grade three, so this will probably. Now we're hoping that it isn't right, but they typically come back as the next higher level of tumor. So, depending on how much it's grown, you know, it can go anywhere from. It could be like he was taking a chemo pill for a year that didn't affect him at all. Yeah. To, I don't think they have to crack his noggin. I, I hope to fucking God they don't. But, you know, there may be some radiation. There may be some, you know, serious chemotherapy where right. it makes you sick. And you know what? Those two assholes, which I I picked the worst fucking, uh, the most unhealthiest. Well, although I knew what I was getting into with Jarvis. Right. <coughs> Well, no, that's not true. I didn't really, be, but... You knew I, early on. How's that? <laughs> well, I knew that he was a diabetic, but yeah. I didn't know he was going to lose his kidneys. Yeah. You know? And he lost his kidneys basically because he'd, he'd have the same kidneys if he wasn't an asshole. Right. Because he's, you know, he, he... The doctor says, yeah, you can have like a beer every two months. And he goes, doctor says I can drink. Right. <laughs> you know, and he's fucking shit-faced. Underneath, looking up girls' skirts. In the <laughs> I mean, he's crazy. You've met him. Oh, yeah. One of the most interesting people I bet you've ever met in your life. He's tough to take. But he's I bet he's one of the take. most interesting, oh, he's fucking wild... One of the most unique individuals. Unique. unique. He's fucking unique. But uh, manic is a word I like to use. 
You know who he's not much different? I'd like to get the two of them in the same room is him and Eugene. Jesus Christ. Who's going to win that fucking battle of fucking who gets to talk? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Chris. I've never been able to get a, a word in edgewise with Chris. I'll put it that way. The two or three times I've been around him. I can't get a word in. <laughs> but if you sit down with him. He's a very sensitive, decent guy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And But he has... Frenetic energy? <laughs> no, he has an amazing... Oh, why did this just do this again? Oh, no. You sh shut here. down? He has an amazing... Uh, Attitude, I guess. Yeah. Attitude. I mean, he gets gut punched. Look, I... When he had his first kidney transplant, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And they wheeled him around in the transplant center in Madison, Wisconsin to cheer up the other transplant patients, some of, some of which were there... He was in there for seven weeks. Yeah. Some some were in and out in a fucking week, and they were like, uh, you know, by by Wednesday they were ready to commit suicide. Yeah. And their their transplants went great. He has that an unbelievable aura of positivity. Yeah, yeah. So I could totally see that too. Them wheeling him around to other people's. Oh room my god! To get him up. Now he doesn't have any filter. Well, He'll yeah, go, ah, a governor or a filter. Did they cut your cock off yeah, by right. accident or anything? Right. You know, right. he's, you know, and I. Hey, I, Grandma, how'd your tits? <laughs> I, and I think he he was drinking, down in Key West when I got married, wasn't he? Oh yeah, we were all drinking. Yeah, he was drinking. Was Jill there? Was his wife there, or was he there by himself? No, he was there with somebody, but it wasn't his wife. And they didn't spend much time together. He had a date. But he he was just uh he he's just I have never met anybody that is that positive. No. And on top of that, he's wildly strong. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, mentally you can't hurt him because he is so wildly positive. Yeah. You know, Ira would call him up when he first got the news about, you know, his tumor. And Ira was kind of down. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I say this, and you know, neither one of them listen to the podcast. But if they did, I, 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 I would say this to both of them. I don't know if they, I don't know if they would still know each other if, if it wasn't for me. Okay. And I'm not. This isn't any kind of like. You know, pat myself on the back. Kind sure. Of thing. It's just, I, I think it's just a matter of fact. And one's in Naples and the other in Sarasota. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's not really that close. But <coughs> I was always like, when I go down there, I, I got to see both of them and I got to get them, and we all got to go out together. Mm -hmm. And I think they probably would have drifted apart if it wasn't. If there was, and it could have been anybody, you know what I mean? Not just me, just somebody that that loves them both. 
And now they've they've got a wonderful friendship mm-hmm. now, and uh, which is which is fabulous because you know before, I mean when you're in your thirties and Ira was very business oriented and and you know Chris is uh, Chris isn't, <laughs> you know what I mean, and. Uh, there was a lot. How do I say this? Um, I think Iris had a lot of ambition, and he wanted to go places, and and uh, Chris couldn't really. Probably Chris just probably wanted to just get the bills paid, and that's that's it. Well, I'm just what I'm trying I to say is I'm not doing a very good job at it. I'm yeah. trying to say that. Uh, I, I think, you know, Chris wasn't the kind of person that Ira would hang around with. He wanted to hang around with, you know, important executives sure. and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Early on. And then, you know, you realize that, you know, at some point Ira's like, well, you know, making a lot of money's great, but. Having more time to yourself is great, and he's just sort of he he changed. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, and then after the tumor, he was just he wasn't different in the sense like it was a different Ira because he's the same Ira that I've known for forty years. Yeah, or close to forty years. However. He's so appreciative. But when he got this news, he was kind of down. And uh, he called Chris up. And Chris had been going to... Now, Chris walks into the house. You know, I went down there. Last time I was down there, Chris had two fucking things in his neck. These little tubes, and they're just dangling there. And these are the things because... And he's got these... Like, he's got a... What they do is they, they make these fistulas, which they, they tie an artery and a vein together, and he's got these bumps all over his arms and shit because mm-hmm. they stop working after a while. So you can fucking just, you know, stick your dialysis needles in and go to town. So he's he walks in. He's covered with drywall, dust, and fucking... But he's just... And I'm like... Most people would be like, they wouldn't get out of bed. Right. He's going off and doing physical labor. Mm-hmm. With with shunts dangling from him. Or yeah, whatever. shunts that are stuck yeah. into his main heart <laughs> yeah. arteries that if they came out, he'd fucking bleed to death in like a minute. Right. And he's fucking like up on a ladder putting lights up and shit. Yeah. And he's like... So... He called Chris, and Chris, for some reason, he had to go to a dialysis center. He couldn't dialyze at home. And, you know, Chris just talks. He'll talk to anybody and cheer him up. You know what I mean? And there was an old guy in there, old, like, you know, 75 old, who said, how do you, where do you get this? Why are you happy? Yeah. This sucks. And he goes, well, I got a daughter who's 12, 
and every day I'm alive, it's just a gift. Mm. And I and I really live like that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of he told that to Ira, and Ira just he felt better about it. That's good. You know what I mean? But he, you know, this isn't a bullshit thing. This is anybody that knows him. He's not fucking kidding. He's, he's not kidding. Yeah. You know, there's a good chance he's not going to get a kidney because the problem is is that when you've had, he's had two kidneys already. Yeah. So the antibody count in his body is so high. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you a uh, anecdote or an example. I don't know which what it is. You can tell me afterwards. Mm-hmm. So say you're going in and you need a kidney, and this is your first kidney, okay? Yeah. And you get a match. Now, there's like the initial match and then the match match. You know what I mean? Where they do some final testing and they say, okay, yeah, you're a match. 65% of the people that get the initial match get the okay on the final match because... His antibody levels have built up so much, his resistance levels. Mm. 4% of the the match match mm-hmm. actually match. Yeah, right. You follow what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so 65%. Less likely he's going to f- even find one. 4%. Right. Very unlikely. Yeah. He's 56 years old. He turned 56 on the 24th mm-hmm. of December. So... I guess you can dialyze for a long time. Right. Well, we fucking hope so. And with technology and with the way batteries are going, with my man Elon Musk, right. I'm hoping for, a, you know, because he can't travel anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? He, we used to go down to, you know, we went, I think I went three times down to Cabo. Mm-hmm. He can't, he can't really leave the state. Right. I mean, because he's tied to this. He's got to dialyze six days out of seven at home mm-hmm. or every other day if he goes to the center. Right. Now, he does most of it at home. But we're hoping for, well, we're hoping for them to f- figure out how to grow a fucking, his, his kidney and put it back in him. Right. But uh, the next thing would be a portable dialysis machine. Right. You know, and I, I got to think that's around. The corner. It's got to be around the corner. I mean, uh, the. But it's just having the attitude that he has. You know, being the. So I got, I got, Ira with the brain tumor, Chris with the fucking diabetes, and uh, you know, so he's got no pancreas, and he's got no kidneys, and. uh, and me, I'm fucked in the head. Well. And I feel horribly guilty thinking I have any problems when I look at Chris, you know what I mean? Right. But that's the thing about when you're fucking mental is that, you know, everybody pays attention to the blood and guts thing. It's not the, you know, nobody, well, you know, you get some problems, you know. Yeah, everyone's got You're healthy, yeah, and right, you, right. what the, f- get off your ass and go. So, 
yeah, it's not not just a word. This it's not a taboo, but it's just just some sort of. Some well, it's a lot better than it was. Yeah. thirty years ago. Sure. You know, nobody talked about it. I I wouldn't even. You know, when I was at school, there there wasn't even a thought of like, hey, maybe there's something wrong, and I got to go see us. You know, if I went, we used to laugh at people. You know, we'd watch. Uh, General Hospital, and the pe- people be going to shrinks, and we go, "Ah, oh, look at that fucking loser!" You know yeah. what I mean? That that was the attitude. Well, I even remember, especially if you're a guy. I even remember <clears throat> when I started treating for it fifteen or twenty years ago, whatever it was, and my mother, who's a smart lady, she goes, "Well, what do you got to be depressed about? <laughs> you clearly don't even get it." You know what I mean? No, There's nothing. I'm not depressed about anything. Um, it ain't, it's just fucking a, depressed. It's all right? a it's a chemical fucking yeah. thing, and you know I I can't. I hope I don't. I'd I'd hope you'd tell me. You've been talking about this a little bit too much. Stop bitching about it, because it is what it is. You've got what you got. No, yeah, no, you got what you got. Listen, I still battle it. I should probably. <laughs> I should probably do counseling, especially after all the shit that went down with my kid. But I should. Should probably do counseling, and I should probably be back on the medicine. But I'm thinking about I'm just not on going to try to find another one. Because I've I've done this. I've been you know, and I go in there, and it's just some fucking goof, you know. Oh, you mean with the counseling? Oh, the one on one counseling. Yeah, because I I, I honest, honestly believe I think it's like a one out of twenty or thirty shot. Yeah, that you're gonna find somebody that's. It's not just compatible. It's just like. I honestly believe you got to find somebody that understands it by having it yeah, on your level, who has tools to deal with. Right, it. that's what. You, yeah, because if you go in and see a happy-go-lucky shrink, no, we, we know they're all crazy anyway. But we got to find the one who has similar experience to right. your particular how, brand how the of crazy. Fuck are you gonna yeah. help me if you you can't even? Mm. Look, you can't read a textbook and understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and it's not like a broken leg. You don't have to have had a broken leg to fix a broken leg. No, no. <laughs> you just you, don't. But you kind of have to have had... Yeah. yeah, I know what it's like to fucking fall into a hole for yeah. a while. And yep. So. It's so funny. You always talk about the hole, and I talk about the wall, but it's the same thing. Climbing out of the hole and climbing over the wall. It's like walking around with a uh, backpack on... And some days there's ten pounds in the rucksack, and some days there's three hundred. Yeah. And uh, now, I should, you know, and, and I, I've said this before. When I got my magic drug, the Lexapro, it's been, you know, wildly different since. Yeah. The problem is when I I was forty four when I got it, and. You've lived 44 years yeah. dealing with this shit. So the habits that you formed, mm-hmm. are, it's tough to get get out away from that. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Mm. But, man, anybody listen to this? Any one of you fucking two or three of you? There's plenty of help out there's there. There's a lot of help out there. It doesn't make you less of a man to go get it. Look, I'm six like two. Uh, fat, not really fat, but kind of. You're a big guy, Joe. Pretty good looking too. Yeah, handsome. And 
doesn't matter. Get the help. That's what it's there for. Yeah, and I believe that most of these people have your be- best interest of the patients. Now, like, say, Evan was trying to find a counselor, and everywhere you go, right on the wall, it says, if you're not comfortable with your counselor, tell us, blah, 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 blah. And this first lady or second lady, whatever it was, he was like, she doesn't have my best interest at heart. She's not even listening to me. You know what I mean? And then I go and meet with her and tell her that. I'm like, we're going to find him someone else. Cause, but thank you. Th- you know, thanks. Good try. Right. And they still, sh- this lady was like, well, don't you think that's part of his, basically his shtick? That's my word, not hers. Isn't that part of the shtick? Saying that, you know, it's just kicking the can down the road, pretending, trying to find someone else. I'm like, and if it is, it is. You know what I mean? Well, you want to be able to connect with whoever the fuck you're talking to, you know? My wife went through the change. That'd yeah. be menopause for those people. For you young folk. And she had some serious things going on, one of which was... Uh, she had vertigo, and she, uh, with some pretty severe tinnitus and headaches. And if you know my wife, she is the last person to bitch about anything. You could pretty much saw her leg off, and like I'm such a pussy compared to my wife. I really am. I'm a I'm a whiny little cunt. Yeah. God forbid you get a head cold, Joe. Oh, she <laughs> just doesn't. She's If you're from Massachusetts, maybe understand this. She's from Western Massachusetts where I don't know. They don't raise cunts. Uh, I yeah, mean, the men and men and the sheep are fairies. afraid. They're, they're I don't know. She's a she's a tough broad, and mm-hmm. she doesn't. She's not looking. She's not. She doesn't want to be in a fucking doctor's office. She just wants to get it fixed and get on with her life. Right. She's got shit to do. And we went to this guy Durant over in the uh, industrial park over here, or whatever it is, and he said, "Well, uh, you know, there's rocks in your head. Do you know there's really rocks in your head?" They're not rocks, but they're they they move around when you move your head, and that and it hits sensors and kind of tells you where your head is oriented to you know fucking it's like a gyroscope. So what they do is they do this thing and they twist you around and fucking spin you and turn you upside down and and it's supposed to realign the rocks so that you know and. It didn't work. And he said, I think maybe you should see a psychiatrist. Hmm. And she was ready to tear his throat out. And then she finally found this guy <laughs> who was a... He taught at, a, at Harvard. He was a weird little dude, too. But he diagnosed her, and she had migraine headaches at in the back of her head. Okay. And he gave her some medication, and it took away that, and then it was dietary. Mm. That's when all the shit, like, she, we used to have fucking 
the house had we had I'd miss it. We had cheese and yep. fucking all kinds of like stuff with gluten in it that really tastes good. Yep. Sounds like my house the last two weeks. And that's about to end. You know, and it and it stocked that fucking thing. I feel like I got hit by a bus made of cheese. Sorry, go ahead. I know that lasagna. I ate that that night, by the way. Oh, the one you brought home? Yeah, the big like yeah. around nine o'clock. That was like a. Those and like I gave Charlie some service. of that. Yeah, and he had the shits for three oh, days. Fucking, I'm sure. But give him enough gas to go from here to Albuquerque. That was great lasagna, by the way. Thanks. It came out good. And I haven't had lasagna in a long time because you know we we you don't eat sn- that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of meat, a lot of vegetables. Good for you. But, you know, you need some fucking cheese. Once in a while. And some fucking noodles. I actually bought a fucking loaf well, of bread for the first can, time in can, months. You can get gluten-free noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, got... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fine, by the way. They are. They, they don't taste really any different. I, was, um, I, I, I just as a quick aside on the lasagna, usually I get the oven-bake-ready ones, not the ones that you boil first, but I had to this time. Because all they had for the oven bake ready ones were the gluten free ones, and I don't mind it. But I'm like, if I'm making fucking lasagna for Christmas, that motherfucker's gonna have gluten in it, all right? But she, and I think I've told you this, she has a little patch on her body, on her leg, side of her leg, and it's like a, it's a, it looks different than the rest of her skin. Okay, for the most part, it's like a little rough patch or something. Yeah, something like that. And it sounds hot. It doesn't, you know, it's not raised. It doesn't yeah, have yeah, fucking yeah. blood. It just looks different. Pus coming out of it. It's just a little. And for the most part, it's as smooth as her skin. Okay. She eats anything with gluten. The thing, I, I can, I literally watch the thing. She goes, watch. I'm going to eat some shit with gluten. And then like an hour later. It spreads. No, the fucking patch, this thing raises into a rash. That's crazy. And she's like, anybody that says that this gluten-free stuff is bullshit. Well, clearly. Now, obviously, we've got, you know, I can't imagine that there's that many people that are allergic or whatever the fucking deal is with gluten. Because gluten-free has been around for a very short period of time. Right. Yeah, the whole, yeah, right. So there should have been people dying. However... She's legit. Yeah. And she can't do the gluten. So, well, she watches what she eats and she looks great and she probably is never hungry. It's not like she's fucking starving herself. She just eats correctly. No, we had Chinese food last last night. Oh, that's good, man. Which which place did you get it from? She there's a place over in the next to job lot that one. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard it's pretty good. It's all good. I had fucking leftovers, fucking meat and cheese <laughs> yesterday. I just, I don't well, think. you probably had a little lasagna. I left. had lasagna for breakfast yesterday before I went back to bed from a nap I was telling you oh, about. That's fabulous. Oh, it was so good. I had a little couple little white, be- I had some white, white chili. I made white chili on Sunday. Uh, Charlena put in a request for the white chili because her boyfriend Brady is in town for New Year's Eve and they came over. Now, do you think she's going to marry Brady? You think she's, they're going to get hitched? I don't know. I mean, in a way, I hope so. Uh, I think I hope so. I how hope, long have they been together? I like, I don't know, a couple years, two years. 
Evan and Kate were together for two years. I really thought Evan and Kate were going to end up together, but it's weird when kids are 18. But the other thing is, is they were both, they're both in the workforce, so they're not like regular kids. You know what I mean? They're both Evan and Kate. You know what I mean? I was kind of hoping they'd end up together, but, uh, but yeah, no, Charlena and Brady, I, who oh. knows? Well, the welder. She was a welder. Kate was the welder, and he's the machinist. Um, but yeah, no, Charlena's gonna be starting the job search soon, and Brady has a very specific degree that you. I mean, I guess you could do it anywhere, but you gotta figure in. What is it now? He's an uh, an audio engineer, a recording audio engineer. Like he's. I think they can use that any. You can use anywhere it anywhere where there's a radio station. Yeah, or even or TV. He has been getting more into the broadcast stuff as he gets closer to graduation. Hey. So yeah, if it's you got a second uh, successful podcast, you could use an audio engineer. Yeah, that's for sure. You know what I mean? But he, you know, he knows all the whistles and bells with Pro Tools and stuff. It's fun though because I get to talk to him and I bounce ideas off of him, and I think I might have even given him a couple of pointers here or there. But he's no, he's going to have a bachelor's degree in audio engineering. So that's cool. It just seems to me like that's highly specialized. He might be able to get a job <coughs> wherever she ends up, not the other way around. You know what I mean? Because right. she's going to be probably the earner in the relationship, I would imagine. Just knowing that's great for him. Knowing the uh, knowing the industry that he's getting into, the you know that's. Tell it's not Brady. a meritocracy. That's one where you got to put your time in on, you know? Well, and, and there's nothing wrong with being on the couch watching TV Believe while your girl's out working. Believe me, he, he's got no problem with that either, I could imagine. <laughs> no, I like Brady. He's a good guy. I hope... I, oh, watching I, the kid while watching TV. I hope... I hope they end up together. A lot of guys would say, "Well, I don't, you know, I want my daughter to marry a doctor or a lawyer. I want my daughter to be happy. That's all I care about." He's very good to her. I don't care what my daughter does. I know. I'm sorry. And I, uh, but why I, are you sorry? Because I can't empathize. Do you know? I cannot empathize. I can only sympathize. So therefore, I say sorry because I'm sympathizing. Go ahead. I gotta pee. I've been trying to. Um, you. You know who Jordan Peterson is, right? Yeah, 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 we talked about it. Okay. So I looked up Jordan Peterson betrayal because now he has like 300 lectures on his YouTube channel and he's had, you know, and he and a lot of these say 200 of them or 150 were long before he became like a household name. Um, and one of the things that he does is he ties in, he takes the Old and New Testament together and ties them into modern psychology. And it's and it's fascinating. Now I can't listen to fourteen three hour lectures about it because it it it's too much. Right. It's so he you got to really pay attention. You got to do a lot of rewinding and shit. But I literally I typed in Jordan Peterson betrayal, and most betrayals are unreconcilable. 
You know what I'm saying? Because what you've done is, unlike any other thing, you have taken a person that you you both had immense trust for one another, immense respect for one another, and you know, immense loyalty for one another. And what happens is if one of the two people in that relationship betrays the other, they're devastated. Mm -hmm. But the result is, is that you, you could be with that, you know, and it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter whether it's a family member mm -hmm. or a good friend. Right. It's that relationship is fucking destroyed. Right. And because I was feeling uh, bad about feeling uh, like, you know what? I'd just rather let this person go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and if it was somebody in my regular life, I I would. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about my kid, but at the same time it's like it's the same fucking deal. It's an absolute betrayal of trust. Yeah. It's a it's a How do you how do you what do you do? Where do you start? You know what I mean? Where do you start? Uh you know, you just pretend everything's cool and like just fucking blow it off and hi, hi, hi. I can't do that. I, I'm not yeah. capable of doing that. Right. So what do you do? And the answer is you got to start over. Yeah. And. If the other person that did it doesn't realize that right. and thinks that, oh, well, you know, he'll get over it mm. or she'll get over it. Like, if you think it's okay, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you've been in a relationship for 10 years and all of a sudden you go, fuck some whore. Mm -hmm. The other person is devastated. You've, you've destroyed 10 years worth of... Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... You can't get it back. You can't get that back in like three days. You can't say I'm sorry. Yeah, or, I don't think you can ever get it. I'm back. drunk. Or yeah. I was drunk, or I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. No, it's just it's fucking out the window, and and that's why if you don't understand it, if you don't understand that that is the consequence of it, and you. And you think it was just like, well, this is what, you know. And you've somehow rationalized a scenario in which you can make yourself comfortable doing what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, she, before this all happened, she, she texted Patty and said, I think I'm going to destroy my relationship with my father. And Patty said, well, then without knowing what she was going to do, well then, what what are you doing? Yeah, don't do it. What are you doing? Yeah. So, 
Talk about a conscious decision, huh? She chose this. <laughs> yeah. Now, she had the whore cunt from Canada. But I can't give her a pass. She's 29 years old. She was 23, 22. Yeah. Because uh, the whore cunt, and I've never called her that before. It's just that, you know, I, I know that she was involved. And I know she would be the last person to say, well, you know, my thing would be if this was, you know, roles were reversed. Um, well, I mean, what was what was the deal with your mother? Mm-hmm. You know, before I'd be like, uh, yeah, he's take, she's taking advantage of you. I'd be, no, I mean, what, you know, what, what happened? Tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. And I'd be, you know, and I'd be very, you know, inquisitive about, so, you know, she gave you the, she paid for it, and, mm-hmm. then, and then you're just, now you're deciding that you don't want to give her what you owe her, and I'd be like, you're fucking wrong. Yeah, right. You're doing the wrong thing. Well, I know Canada cunt wouldn't do that, because she, she's... For some, this is why, like, I, I, I have no, res- I, I haven't had any respect for her for a long time mm-hmm. since we, you know, and, but I've always been cordial. Yeah. And this, because there's no reason to start any kind of shit, but she absolutely doesn't understand any sort of honor or loyalty or, or, you know, uh, trust, or you make a deal with somebody. Uh, she can, she's a continuous victim. Right. And that's a, that's a good way to tell yourself. It's a great, it's a great uh, mechanism, you know. That's a tool to get through the day, man. Right. It's a, <laughs> it's a great tool um, if you can convince yourself that you're the victim. Right. And that you've been, you know, you you're entitled to fucking do this. Yeah. But nobody around you, including your mother, has any respect for you because you're you're basically a fucking scumbag. I mean, nobody your word is garbage. Right. You know. So I'm I'm faced I'm stuck in a position where and believe me, this is starting to get old. Yeah. You know? I mean this is like the emotional part of it is pretty much gone. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm, I'm mad or gritting my teeth or anything like that. It's kind of gone. It's like, uh, I don't have any interest in ever contact. Is that why you had trouble sleeping last night? Or No. No? No. Okay. It was, no, it was... Uh, it's not gnawing at you when you're falling asleep still? No. It, it, it's more... Although, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't bother me. No, right. It obviously not. But it's bit. not... Like, I I go through these things. I can really get pissed at somebody and really fucking hate them for about a week. And, and if I'm in constantly engaged, I can continue to hate them. Right. Because I really fucking tried... To give her 
and not in the greatest way, but I try to fucking explain, you know, this is this is a serious thing that we're toying with here. Yeah, right. This is fucking not something, you know, this isn't like you crashed the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is something, you're making a decision that will affect the relationship that we have for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck if I ever see her again. Mm-hmm. Is that horrible? No, because in some ways, but, you know, but, when you think... But of, I mean it. No, I, I know I you do. It. No, I, I know I you're not fucking around. Re- I don't... It's not like I don't... There's no hate. There's no, like, I wish her the best. No, I understand that. And the whole thing... But the, I don't want to see her. And that's what's awful about betrayal. And that's why, you know, Dante, before... No, there was some great thinkers going on then, but I like to think we're more enlightened now. But that is the worst thing you can do to someone. It's worse than killing them because what you do when you betray someone is is that it will it will always gnaw at them somehow, some way for the rest of their life. You you say you don't care, I get it, but you kind of do have to put it all aside in order to get by the betrayal part of it. Because the betrayal part of it is the worst. You know what I mean? It really is. Yeah. And, There's and no healing from being betrayed. You cannot heal. It's not that. Yes, you can heal. <coughs> There's no getting back another person's credibility. Yeah. Well, That's the problem. Yeah, it's certainly. The problem is, is that I had immense respect and, and uh, just thought she was... Would do anything for her. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. If I gotta call, that she's in the hospital. I, I don't fucking care. Yeah, right. And I'm not trying to say that to be. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I understand. And I'm not trying to be. You're not evil, doing shtick here. But it's. I, look, I don't have any respect. I don't trust. Yeah. And. It's kind of like, it's you know, it's too bad. It's too bad. Like I'm, I'm trying to find a way to give her a pass, and it's I, I, I wish I never fucking did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? In hindsight, I wish I just said, you know what, go find the fucking money somewhere. Yeah. Else. Or just give her the fucking money. Uh, Cause I, the past is the past, though. You gave her the money. I, you, you know, you can't spend any time. Thinking in thinking on, on that level, I shouldn't have given her the money. Well, you well, did give her the it's, money. Well, it's it's just a, uh, and it's not, it's not about money. Yeah, it's not the money. It's not about money. It's a, it's a, tr- it's trust. It's yeah. loyalty. It's honor. It's what does this person think of you? Mm-hmm. D- this person thinks of you so little that they they will just say to your wife. I believe I'm going to destroy my relationship mm. over money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking weird. So I'm going to destroy my relationship with my father, and I know that I'm going to do it. Hmm. And and I know it doesn't matter. It just really makes me extra wonder how much it is. Is it just the right amount that you just? I don't you, think it's you that can't much. Part with a, a I bit of it. Don't. Yeah. You know, because she said something like, in the beginning, it was like, just enough so that I can pay off my debts and then get ahead. And I'm like, how much debt could she actually have? 
you know, 50, 60 grand. Are we talking yeah. about like, am I worth 50 grand? Is that it? You know, I'm hoping it's like 200. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I just, I, I'm like, I'm not. That's weird. It's a fucking weird. It is weird, man. It's some of the weirdest emotions I've ever had because. And believe me, I'm not. I bring it up because it's kind of cathartic. But at the same time, I've kind of pushed this off to the side. And we're just sort of like going forward. Right. You know what I mean? And and it's sort of like. I don't. I don't know how I would handle a phone call. I don't. I'm not mad. Like I'm not gonna be a fucking cunt. It's like, uh, well, I, I don't know. It's ha- weird. Has she ceased communicating with Patty as well? Or yeah, I think she's gone for a, she's gone for a while from her side because of the things that I said. Yeah. Because I said some really awful things to mm-hmm. her. Um, Did you send any photographs of yourself actually putting her fucking valuables down the fucking <laughs> no, <laughs> down no, the no. trash compactor? No, but but I'm kind of over the the anger part of it. It's more of just now. I just it's sad, but I don't fucking care. Yeah, I mean, I look. What it does is it takes. Destroy it. Well, it destroys your relationship. Yeah. And it. And when, when I say it's a relationship destroyer, it's not like, you know, you pass for a while because they did something stupid. Yeah. This is a. This was a methodically thought out fucking thing, where, she went and found, the right people to to, get advice from. Right. One being the whore cunt, and. They gave her exactly what she needed. Oh, well, I, you know, who, what kind of father would do that, you know? Because that's what she said to Patty. Yeah. She said, my mother would never take do that. And I'm like, really? Does your mother actually know that you made a deal? Well, it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter with her. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it, it's never mattered with her. Yeah. Because it's whatever, whatever is good for her. And then if it doesn't work out right, then she's a victim. Right. You know what I mean? She can instantly turn into like, well, I did it because he was mean to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's fucking endless. So, and. That's what your daughter's doing too, by the way. She's yeah. doing the victim thing. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's when I lost my shit, it was when. She texted my wife and said, well, Dad put me, you know, backed me into a corner. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Yeah, right. Backed you into a corner. How about how about we, well, I don't know, how about I give you the money and we split it if it goes anywhere? Okay. Yeah. If that's backing you into a corner, you know, there was no like, uh, well, you know, that's, Split it like 50 50? No, I mean, how about like, you know, 20 80, you know, Dad? And I'm like, I'd be okay. Yeah. There was none of that. Yeah, right. So, total fucking bullshit. And convinced herself that uh, 
she was somehow that I did something bad, and uh, I wish her the best. Yeah, I mean, I do. No, I understand, but I don't know how you fix it. I mean, I, I know it's a unique situation, man. It really is. I never thought I'd be in this situation. Yeah, it's a weird one. Thank Christ, I've had no money to give to my kids. Apartment. <laughs> I know. We're in the apartment that I, I built my daughter a fucking apartment in the basement of my house so she could not have to sweat rent, and she lived here for two years. Yep. I think I was a pretty good father. Yeah. Hey, I fly we, off the handle. You got her through college, too, by the way, dude. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, That's I bought her cool. two cars. I paid I paid her, her way through college. I yeah. fucking... I paid... Sent her numerous $500 fucking things here, and every time she moved, I gave her three grand to... For you know, first last of security or whatever. First last or whatever the fuck you know, she had the rent, but she didn't have first and last or the security. And it's just like, so I'm the guy you're gonna fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a weird deal. It is. But it's not. It's kind of gone. It's kind of fallen by the wayside, and you know. That, so that's it. That that that's. I don't know how it came up, but it was just. Uh, we were talking about betrayal. Betrayal. Yeah. Yes. Because I we I had somehow got back onto the Evan and Kate thing, and then betrayal isn't just your girlfriend or wife or husband cheating well, and on that's, you. Well, that's look, and that's tough too. I mean, yeah. probably Evan and Kate will not get back together. Oh no, it's not happening. Because how do you ever trust that person no, again? It's not happening. He went through five minutes of well, maybe I'll take her back, but she don't. That's not what she wants anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> she kind of stuck it out a little longer. Than she, the only weird well, thing is, is that she moved in. She needed to get out of her mother's house, and she moved in with Evan and Anya. And that was weird because it almost seemed because she's carrying on with so, somebody that from work who she works right up over there in the industrial park and. I got a feeling when she was living with her mom under her mom's tight reign that there was no getting out of the house to see this other guy. And it's just weird that she moved in with her boyfriend and boyfriend's mom to get at the new boyfriend a little easier. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, because he lives over there, right over there in that big neighborhood over there. You know. Old Connie yeah, States. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is way closer to so Carver than Lakeville, you know. How old is she? No hard feelings, by the way. We all love her. So, uh, uh, 18. I think you can get away with that when you're 18, can't you? Well, get away. you can get away with it and have everyone not hate you, but there's no getting... I don't think there's any getting back together. Well, like I said, Olev probably, in a moment there, probably would have, if she said, oh, I'm sorry, I'll... Let me try to work it out, but that's not that's not what happened. They just decide they took them a day to figure out how to part, not hating each other, but they're not. That relationship is over, you know what I mean? And it's too bad because she's a nice kid, and that's the type of woman he's going to need. I think it was just cool to have someone else who was in the trades. Right. But let's face it, you know, you say 
Most people don't end up with their high school sweetheart, okay? <laughs> no. You just don't. And he, in his moment of mourning, he's like, I'm never going to meet another girl. It's certainly not like that. I'm like, you'll meet someone else, Ev. You're 18. You know, I used to think that, too. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I got married. The but first time? Yeah. Yeah. And now I look back in hindsight and go, that's crazy. Yeah. But at the time, I don't know. I, it's weird. You could certainly meet people. Now it's, it's even easier to meet people now than when you and I were his age. Let's face it. You know what I mean? You can even meet someone online if you want. A lot of people meet online. There's just a million different ways to meet people. You know what? I'm sure I'll there's some nice 18-year-old girl out there who would love to be with Evan. You know what I mean? Or 30-year-old girl. <laughs> I'll give you a, I think this was my thought process. If you don't, and I don't know why this is, but I needed somebody there to take the, you know, if you're single, people are always trying to fucking fix you up and you're, you know, constantly somebody's project and you're probably lonely too. I, so, could, I could only imagine. Again, I, I can't empathize on that one. I can sympathize with guys. I have always been with someone since I'm 13 years old. Isn't that fucking crazy? So, it was kind of like when I found her, I said, oh, okay, she's six, seven years older than me, so she's been through, she's soda oats. You know what I mean? So hopefully she's not going to be off going cheating and... I did. I loved her when I married her. And so I got that part of my life taken care of. So now I can go off and do other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've never been kind of a womanizer type person, you know? Yeah. And uh, that proved to be, you know, in the long run, a horrible mistake. Well, she's fucking crazy. Well, I'm crazy and she's crazy. That never works out really good. And you gave birth to crazy. You also gave birth to beautiful. So Now, you know what? She's not really crazy. That's the problem. She's pretty... She's nuts, Joe. She's nuts. I, I don't know, man. That's, I'm not She's saying that issues. to be mean or, or, or anything. No, no, no. I, I know. I she's know. She's crazy. Like the rest of you. Like all of you. You're but, all crazy. But she's not... She ain't Nancy... She ain't Nancy Foster crazy. That's a whole level. Listen, you've got to put in a lot of time being crazy to get to that get level. To that fucking but I'm telling Look, you, this, Anna's no kid. This woman is able to work in a professional environment and thrive. So if she's fucking that nuts, she can she can hide it pretty good. Yeah. I believe that she's And I, you know, I've done a lot of thinking about this, and this is this is said with pretty much no passion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, I've thought about it a lot in the sense that, I mean, did she, I mean, I spent 
my goal was to build this person up to to feel like she was special, wonderful. Yeah. Now, but I I but I didn't do that and sacrifice. You know, you you can be devoid of honor. Mm-hmm. Now she's got a whole relationship with another person that I didn't really see. You know what I mean? You're her talking mother. about her mother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I guess she got a lot of that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But she was always the victim thing. Is I always coming thought right she was really she was really pretty rational, really pretty logical, you know? That was the thing that I connected with with her. Um, she always seemed to be very, you know, and she had a sense of this is, you know, that's fucking bad doing that. And that's, you know, and I never, I guarantee you, my ex-wife is fucking thrilled that my daughter and I aren't speaking or, well, just or our the- relationship is demolished. You think she derives satisfaction Absolutely. from that? Absolutely. Oh, that's awful. I'd be horrified. If that happened the other way around. My my thing with her was, look, you got one mother. Yeah. She's your mother. And, the whole and that's, your, that's your family over there. Yeah. And look, and if this ever came my way, I would fucking put her on the, on the witness stand and like, all right, so what kind of deal did you make? Yeah. Did you agree to this? Mm. I mean, when you say that she, you know, boxed you into a corner, what do you mean? Why did she come to me and ask me for the money? You know what I mean? These are the questions that I would, well, I know her mother would never ask because her mother's a, a fucking victim. Yeah. And uh, so, but I, I re- you know, She's not 22, or, or she's not 19. Yeah, she's right. 29 fucking years old. Yeah. And she she decided to do this. Yeah, it's a very grown-up decision that she made. Yeah, and it, you know, basically what you said is X amount of dollars is worth more than my father. Yeah. Who's done fucking everything for me my whole life. Right. Maybe she doesn't get it. I, I don't think she understands. Maybe she doesn't. Under, maybe she thinks like two months from now we're gonna be pals. And well, then that would make her mentally ill, wouldn't it? By definition. Maybe, maybe. But you know something? Now I'm waiting for you to say. Well, you're being a little too harsh. I don't think you're being harsh at all, Joe. I'm horrified at the position that you're in. I'm horrified. Because I don't know what to say. I wish I could. Now let me tell you something. I don't know what to say to you because I, I can't Ira imagine this. being having it done to me. I can't. Ira imagine. said to me, "Forget about it. Just forget about it. Hmm. Don't ever mention it again. Forget about That's it." That's coming from a man who's, you know, on the brink of death. He has a different perspective than you have. Well, let's not say on the brink. Of death, no, 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 has please. been on the brink of death. I don't mean right now. You know what I'm Jarvis saying? Jarvis was sort of, man, that's fucking bad. Yeah. No, I think it's bad, too. And I'm But Ira was more, so I, you know, and I have tremendous respect for him. 
and has opinion, then yours is, you know, yours as well. But it's like I can't tell you to just forget it because I can't. No, I I, I don't. can't get by the audacity of the situation. It's a fucking betrayal. And, and I have I you know me I've held your daughter in high esteem since she was a little kid. I thought she was a resilient little kid as well as a woman. I would I've known her her whole I life. Died for that fucking kid. I know. So, I would go and stand in I would take a fucking bullet. I would have done anything for her. And that changed in an instant. So Ira says forget about it and call her. Or no. just forget about well, it and wait for her to call. No, it's it's kind of like just fucking forget get, about it and just live your life. Don't be one of these people that's gonna you die know, angry. You know, you know. Ten years goes by and she's got a fucking family and she owes you an explanation. She owes you an explanation. I don't think there is one, though, man. I know. I don't know. That's all. That's my. That's my feeling on it. I have to disagree. If if not if not getting the explanation is forgetting it, forgetting about it, then I wouldn't be able to forget about it. It would have to be a really fucking. Um, it'd have to be a really good one too. Like I was all fucked up and I'm stuck in this shit shit ass apartment and there was a perfect amount of money so that I could pay my and. I was in a bad, you know. There's got to. So that's. There's a lot of ways to give somebody a pass, and I'm believe me, I'm looking for one. You could have had a conversation that a two minute conversation that would have made that explanation and viable. Believe me, I, I leapt because I get fucking vicious and visceral about this shit. Yeah. You know, because I take friendship and fucking honor and. Loyalty and shit. You know, I fuck around and I'm fucked up in the head. But there's not much I wouldn't do for somebody that I that I love, whether it be you or no, your we dad all know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go over and above. But so I don't understand this. You know, I don't understand how I raised this, and it's a it's fucking weird. And I don't think she understands that. I'm in a position where I tried for like a I swallowed fucking pr- and it was you know what the painful part was continuing to contact her even though I was like throwing barbs at her yeah like my fucking initial right after it happened I said a ho- bunch of horrible shit and my fucking everything in my body said okay fuck this person they're fucking dead and just lose their phone number, throw their pictures away. And I went on for like a month and a half. And believe me, some of it wasn't nice. It's like, I was I was like, but I'm trying to like get her to fucking understand that this is not, this isn't, this is fucking serious. Yeah. This is a... And by definition, you can't do what Ira is telling you to do. You just can't do it. You know, so, and she doesn't, she thinks that I'm, you know, she's like, fuck you. Uh, You said nasty things to me now. and uh, Victimhood. So now I'm I'm even more entitled to just keep. Right. Okay. Right. And 
but now I'm very unemotional about it. Yeah, yeah. You seem to be looking at it from no, an it's un- very matter of fact. Yeah, it's matter like, of fact. Yeah. It's just I <clears throat> you look at it with a little bit of melancholy, but it's not anger. Oh, it's so. Look, yeah. the fucking sadness about this, Al, is horrible. Yeah, yeah, the sad, you're more sad than angry at this oh, point. It's, yeah. it's unbelievably sad. But I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I, you know, I thought a love of a child would be unconditional forever. I really did, and it's not. That might be another thing with me prevents me from really over not over analyzing but extra analyzing your situation with her just because for me it's even painful cuz I can only look at it from the perspective of a dad and I can't imagine and my my kids doing anything ever to betray me first of all they're both so hyper fucking sensitive they're so sensitive they they're in tune to they're in tune to other people's emotions pretty well because they're so sensitive. They're sensitive people. Yeah. Evan's not a great communicator. Charlena is an over-communicator. Um, but at, at the same time, they're both very sensitive. They get that from both me and their mother. Well, all the four of us were just fucking ridiculously sensitive people. And yeah, I've done some bad shit in my lifetime. But I, you know, well, Other than ending my fucking 28-year marriage, I like to think I've never betrayed anybody. But that's a complex issue also because my marriage was broken for a long time and I tried to fix it for a long time and my ex wasn't willing to work on her part of what was wrong. Well, and So I had to get out. So in a way, I betrayed my family. You know what I mean? And I fucking slept for two years afterward because I was depressed about that. But I moved forward now. I can... I had a similar situation where I... My marriage was shit. And I strayed off a little bit. And... Did you say both? Yeah. I didn't know there was another. Oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry. Not the computer's working or anything. No, it's working. All right, sorry. And I felt horrible about doing that. But I think the difference is... And I'm not trying to give myself a pass. Yeah. You don't, you don't fucking cheat on your wife. You know, it's a bad thing to do, but... The worst thing you can do, other than my, kill somebody. But my marriage was fucking pretty much. I was in a position where, because I wouldn't leave. Do you know what I mean? I would have. I'd still be married to that fucking crazy lunatic today. If it meant that you had to give up that house, is what you mean? I don't what do you mean you wouldn't leave? I wouldn't I wouldn't leave. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. See, I don't have the balls to do what you did. And I don't know whether it's I I don't. Yeah. I would have stayed. Yeah, no, I had to get out. But I kept wondering what am I going to do when the kid turns 18 with this person? Oh. Yeah, I, I know, was I know. Absolutely totally out of love with her. Yeah. 
But my, hey, you you fucking created this, and you ride it out. That was my, you know, that's that's my internal compass. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whether it fucking, it's, I think it's an Irish thing. It's like a, it's like fucking, because you're supposed to torture yourself. You know the Irish I mean? Catholic thing. We're nah, talking about Catholic uh, it's guilt. Not, no, it's it's no? more of you fucking made your bed, you you prick, and you're a you're a worthless piece of shit anyway. So just take your medicine. You're gonna and fucking stay here, and you're gonna be you're gonna be a provider, and uh, you're gonna take care of this woman that you married and took out of Canada. And so in hindsight, thank God she went and fucking found the internet guy. And right. Internet you know, Eddie. Internet Eddie. Funny how you just remember things. A toast. A toast to, to Internet, internet Eddie. Eddie. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Eddie, I'll buy you a fucking car if you listen. He's probably dead. She probably killed him. But apparently he was gone like as soon as they, uh, you know, they moved up there. But look, the deal is... Uh, I wouldn't have left. And thank God she found the courage to do it. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's very rare, Al. Like 80% of divorce, the woman leaves. I don't know about that. I, I, I have not been around divorce much in my life, I have to admit. I have to admit that my divorce was the first one in my life out of everyone that I know. Not weird. I've been around a lot of well, I mean, other than yours. But I, you and I weren't really tight when your marriage fucking fell apart. Oh, I was no, working no. with you. I didn't. We, we we were buddies, but we weren't we weren't really tight. But it didn't affect my fucking life at all. We'll put it that way. No, but I mean, you know what? There's only so much emotion you can put into it into anybody's look. Yeah. When you and Anya were get. I felt terrible, but I mean, was I up at night? No. No, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't put yourself into somebody else's shoes. You can yeah. empathize, and yeah. you can be a friend, and probably if I was a really good friend, I wouldn't have got you. We wouldn't have got shit-faced for like three years in a row in the cabana. Because we did some serious drinking. Some professional partying. (laughs) And it was basically... But I remember when, you know, Ira left. And, I mean, he had to go to... He went to therapy because he was fucking... You know, he bought a house and, like, he wouldn't buy any furniture. (laughs) Because he was, you know... He felt so guilty about it. It's, It's... Divorce is horrible. Yeah, it sucks. However... In the long run, if you can meet somebody like, you know, this this woman, this incredible woman that somehow, this is why I kind of, you know, we we fuck around and say, like, I don't know what what a god is gonna, you know, I I I just believe that there's something more. Yeah, I can't. I'm. It's as far as I'll go. Yep. But you know something. I went, and this was selflessly. It was something to do. 
I went like once a week down the street to my buddy Brian's house, and I helped him. You know, he he had the Lou Gehrig's yeah, disease. Yep, I, and I helped his wife out so she could get because the insurance would only cover you know six days a week or some fucking thing. So I would go and stay over and. You know, do the shit that the fucking aide would do. And sure. It really wasn't a big deal either. Sure. You know, because she would be up, we'd put him to bed, and, like, if he was fucking choking to death, I'd have to go get him. Right. But for the most part, I'd sleep on a, watch TV, fall asleep on a couch, wake up, go to work. Yeah. Wasn't a big deal. Right. You know, it wasn't like this was, I did anything incredible. But I truly believe that when I said that, and his wife, I said, hey, you must be, you know, you work with a lot of women. There must be some whore I can date. And she, you know, and that was Patty. Yeah. And Pat, my wife's not a whore, by the way. But uh, I, I met the best person, the most perfect person for me mm-hmm. ever. So I believe that's not by... That's not just happenstance. Right. You know what I mean? And I could be completely... Maybe you're compatible with every other woman on the planet. (laughs) You know what I mean? But this person is the fucking perfect woman for me. Mm -hmm. Because she, she loves me and she tolerates... She tolerates me and she's... She's wildly independent, so she doesn't need, like, if I'm, like, especially before I got my, you know, I, I used to go to these mood swings where I, like, wouldn't talk for three days. It was crazy. And somehow she she stuck with me, and that it's just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm as, I am, for you women out there, hopefully you're this lucky, but... I am as much in love with my wife today as the day I met her. That's nice. Well, well, not the day, but but you know, when I realized what what kind of person she was, and uh, what a gift—that's an incredible gift. It's nice. I and I hope you feel the same way. Oh no, I I love I love my wife more more and more every day. Actually, she's she's a good person and. Uh, we're, yeah, we're having a good we're having a good time. We got we we're both of a night of nightmare in certain ways. We're both financially just awful, and uh, but we have a lot of fun. Uh, she's good know, to my family. I like her family. You're kind of starting over in that sense, though. So I think eventually you'll be fine. I mean, you know. Oh, by the way, it's her thirty third birthday Thursday. We got to do a podcast either Friday or Saturday, man. Okay. That's why I really wanted to do today because she's still that at that age where I got to take her out on her birthday. <laughs> she's had less birthdays well, she's than the rest of us. Three years old and my kid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She's had le- she's had less birthdays than the rest of us, so she still really likes her birthday and, and observes it. You know. Yeah. She hasn't got to the point yet where it's like, ugh, don't get me a fucking thing for my I birthday. Know it's my I don't even want to know it's my birthday. You know. But, but uh, to be honest with you, Joe. I love my ex more and more every day too. As fucking weird as that sounds, just yeah. not in the not in the not in the husbandly, wifely that. way. 
but she's wonderful. Yeah. She's she's a a great person. Yeah. Not that I I don't regret how things ended up not one bit. I will say that and that might sound a little harsh too. I don't regret how no, things have turned out. No, it's not harsh. It's cuz I I had to do it for me. And I think but you had to do it for her too. I did. Because I did. you know she what? She didn't need me living there anymore. It wasn't it wasn't working for her either. No, nah, it wasn't. She didn't need me there anymore. And that's why she didn't and put up. Believe me, I don't know what your deal was. She didn't put up one and, bit of a fight when I left because yeah. she was like, thank Christ, he's out. So there must have been some fucking tension there. It was awful. Like, you're not like me. You're not like a fucking, you're not volatile. You're not, not like all. one of these. Not at all. You know, fucking fuck you, you not filthy awful. fucking cunt. I don't fly off. You know, the I'm handle. a f- I'm a fly off the handle, yeah, and I'm then not. like ten minutes later, I'm like, I'm so fucking yeah. sorry. I said that. You know, I'm I'm a lunatic, and you would think that I would learn, uh, because as soon as you fly off the handle, you basically lose the argument. You know, and this is one of the things that Iris. Or you, at the very least, are looking like you. Should lose. Yeah, you look like a moron. Yeah, you look like an idiot. So even with you, know, you lose a little credibility when you fly. Going out the handle. back How's to my that? kid, you know, when I when I heard this, you know, I backed her into a fucking corner thing, and I fucking went off. And yeah. I'm like, you fucking filthy, so, so disingenuous. And but then I said to her, you know what? She fucking knows me, and she knows how I would have reacted. Yeah. And that's the difference between her being 29 and being with her father since she's fucking 15, living with me exclusively. Yeah. She knows me. And she knows I fly off the handle and I feel terrible about it. Then there's usually a check involved. She at least pushed all the buttons. Well, she fucked me. Yeah. So, but you know something? It's, if you ever get a chance to watch Louis C.K., there is a, one of his specials, he talks about divorce. And he talks about divorce in this fashion. He said, marriage is just a precursor to the best part of marriage, which is divorce. Because... Marriage usually ends, and I don't. That's probably not true, but half the time it ends. Yeah, it's over, but call it half. Divorce never ends. <laughs> You'll be divorced forever. Yeah, unless of course you're one of these lunatics that remarries the person. That oh, can you imagine? No, that's got to be wacky. No, no, that's fucking How the crazy. Fuck but you know something? My father said something to me funny when I was getting divorced. He goes, uh, he says, you know, I work with this guy. He got divorced. They had a horrible divorce. Because this was like in the, you know, I was like thinking of ways of getting a fucking hit man and killing her and shit. You know, to any law enforcement that may be listening, that's kind of a joke. I was never seriously thinking of it. But I fucking hated her. And he was like, you know, this guy, uh, he had a horrible divorce. Now, he, 
his new wife, and his ex-wife and her husband go on cruises together. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Wow. I couldn't even imagine that at the time. Right, right. But, you know, I could a few years ago, I could kind of imagine... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But, but I, if like I ran into her on the same ship, yeah, you know what I mean. I could fucking care less. Right. She could be getting gang banged by fucking gorillas and right. uh, you know, Khashoggi's killers. What? <laughs> I, I could care less. I don't fucking care. Um, by the way, they have leaked f- video footage of him, his remains being carried out in suitcases. <laughs> Not to change the subject. Well, what are they going to do? We need the fucking oil. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You know, they, the the journalists want, oh, well, you know, this is fucking horrible and we should, you know. What the fuck? Sounds like Shep. Uh, Can you turn that off? Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on. I'm going to put the fucking... So, I, well, you just said Louis C.K., and I just looked something up quick. He's in hot water for something. He has leaked because he's doing the small clubs, and he was, I don't know, in Missouri or something, and somebody was taping him. and He was trying to make a funny about the Parkland, the, the Parkland shooting victim kids testifying in front of Congress. Basically, he just said, why am I listening to you again? You got some of your friends got shot. You didn't even get shot. Push some fat kid in front of you so you wouldn't get shot. And I gotta listen to you. <laughs> so of course everyone's all up in arms. <laughs> Poor Louie, starting to scratch his way back to the middle. And ah, you know what? He's had another little setback. I think you might have said this, but I think that he was sort of. There's a Louie was becoming too famous. And I think Louis is wildly self-aware yeah. that he was... Be- you know, I think it's, as a comedian, like Joe Rogan says this, I'm just famous enough so that I can walk into an airport, I can pretty much go anywhere, and I won't be noticed, but there's always somebody that'll say, hey, right. you know, but... When you're Brad Pitt famous, your life is a fucking nightmare. It must be, right? It's a, it's a fucking nightmare. Or President of the United States. You're not going well, out not to... Well, not for get... the Donald, because the Donald has never been without, like, 18 layers of people. Well, that's around. true, too. For his whole fucking existence. Right. Because the Donald is the Donald. Right. If, you, if you're Barack Obama and... You got student loan debt, yeah. and you write a good book. And look, I wrote an email. I should try to find it to Barack Obama. One of his speeches in the be, you know, when he first started, almost brought me to tears mm-hmm. to the point where I wrote, knowing that he would never get it. I wrote, you know, maybe his staff would read it and say, and I didn't vote for the guy, but. He is a mesmerizing orator. Mm-hmm. Now, I, maybe maybe it comes with a little with age or 
or maybe I knew right away. I can't really say. I was very happy that Hillary Clinton, well, the best thing about Barack Obama is he fucking got rid of Hillary Clinton because I couldn't, I still, to right today, am afraid of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I believe somehow she's going to fucking... Get her mitts back into yeah. her. Yeah. So she needs to die yeah. before I'll feel like the country's safe. Because she is fucking evil. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's a level that Dante didn't fucking think of. <laughs> and it's below betrayal. And yeah. It's Hillary fucking Clinton. <laughs> right. Hillary Clinton she is, is the awful, horrid, fucking demon person. So Barack Obama beat that bitch, and he wasn't a great president. But you know what? He got elected. So people voted for him, and they knew what they were getting, and the guy couldn't run a fucking convenience store. Right. So why would you think? That he could be president. And, you know, and, and he didn't do a terrible job for a guy that couldn't run a convenience store. Right. And I'm serious. I think you could take Barack Obama today and stick him in a convenience store and say, Run this. Run this. And the fucking Twinkies would be out. And, the, you right. know, you know what I mean? Trump would have the thing. There'd be fucking gold. Yeah, the yeah. convenience store would fucking. It'd be in three weeks. It would be bringing in a hundred times the revenue it did. And you know that motherfucker would be clean. <laughs> There'd be sparkling shit everywhere. Yep. Yep. It would just be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could drop Trump naked into a fucking desert, <laughs> and he'd have some sort of fucking thing up and running. Right. And this is why. The thing about Trump is, is that, you know, people say, well, you know, what we needed is a businessman. Trump isn't, he isn't just a businessman. He is an amazing, he's like Chris Jarvis, but full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wildly optimistic. Yeah, yeah. How can you feel down? When the president of the United States is going, this is the greatest country in the world, and mm-hmm. would it's kind of like Reagan yeah. in a way, except better because I believe the guy actually knows through all the bullshit and the lies, and because he tells a lot of lies. I mean, that comes with the territory. But you know what? We know he's lying to right, us. Right. If you if you know he's lying. Is it really a lie? That bad. (laughs) So, I prefer to call it shtick, Joe, not lie. He's a wildly, (laughs) he's wildly entertaining. Obviously, just like off the fucking top, and how insane he drives these fucking people, the the media people is just it just that that is just worth it right there. Of course. But like your dad said, and I didn't think of this, you know, the the stock market dropped 4,000 points. And he goes, yeah, 
that's because the Democrats got elected to the House. Right. And I said, you know, I never even thought of it that way. I thought it was like a year rent deal or something, but. No, it's because whatever the stock market says now is what those guys think it's going to be doing later. Just the same thing in 2008. I've been saying it forever. Wow. 2008 happened because they knew Barack Obama was going to be president. The stock market is pretty disconnected from the economy compared to what it used to be. It used to mean like, you know, catastrophic, well, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Right. But this guy actually has some fundamental beliefs, which is you can't just gut your country of all manufacturing. You can't, like, flip hamburgers for one each other, you know, for each other. You got to build shit. And yes, of course, like there becomes a time when we probably don't make any more pens in this country. And if we do, they're, they're made by robots. Right. You know what I mean? So there isn't a line of people making pens. But if you can put a plant over in China and you can make air con conditioning units over there with the same quality, ship them back to the States, and sell them for two-thirds of the money, then... You're gonna you're gonna do that. Yeah. If you're allowed to do that, you're gonna do it. Mm -hmm. You'd be stupid not to do it. Sure. And you and if you're a public company, you'd be negligent not to do it. Right. So what what Trump has said is no. No, we're not doing that. And so now we get we and he's not an idiot. He's not like, well, we're just going to fucking... He understands that tariffs... A tariff is basically... If you want to buy a frying pan, you've been, fr you've been... Say you buy a frying pan every week for whatever reason at Walmart for 7 bucks. If you put a 25% tariff on frying pans, then, you know, you're going to be paying 9 or 10 bucks for a frying pan unless they can eat that you know, three or four dollars. Right. So I mean a lot of it is the tariff and they'll they'll eat they're not making as much money. They'll eat some of that tariff because they can't just raise prices right, right. twenty five percent. But it's this is from what I'm reading, the gist I get is that China is really starting to understand that this guy is not fucking around. Mm. We are not going to have... We are not going to send cars to you, and you're going to charge us 35% tariffs, and you're going to send cars to us, and we're going to charge you zero. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to make it difficult for us. We're going to have free but fair trade. Yeah, And... I believe he understands, which we all should understand a little bit better, that they're fucking communists. Yep. These are not... They're communists. This fucking... Uh, 
Z Ping or whatever his name is. Did you see the whole thing where he had a big picture of himself painted? No. Well, there was a thing where he look up uh, uh, president. Well, whatever he is, prime minister, Chinese Z. Z Ping, right? Yeah. Uh, look up uh, painting of himself and. Uh, what was happening was he was starting to like distribute pictures of himself, like a Saddam Hussein type, you know, or or maybe more like a uh, Mao Zedong. Yeah. And he kind of got busted, like by his own people, and they're like, "You find anything?" Yeah. <laughs> Do I have the gist of it? He was like... It's airbrushed, plastered all over China. But what's the point now? Well, he's trying to, he's trying to make himself into some sort of like more than a... You know, he's... The guy before him, there was a guy who said, okay... We're going to have the communism thing, but we have to have some fucking free markets or China's going to die. Right. That's and that was the main... Second restoration, they call that. That was the main dude. Yeah. And this guy was trying to paint himself as, you know, trying to, like, worm himself into the being the main dude. Oh, of that restoration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not. And he got fucking called to the carpet. Yeah, he's basically just a party wonk. He's the general secretary of the Communist Party. Which, by the way, not to totally change bases, I know you're a, a movie guy. Have you seen The Death of Stalin, which came out in like April of 2018? It's on cable. Will you please watch it tonight? It's funny as fuck. Oh, is it really? It's funny as fuck. I've seen it. I haven't watched it because it, it says it's a comedy. It goes like a comedy. But it's steeped in the actual story of after Stalin's death and the reposturing. Uh, all the guys who are in it, the characters, are, were the players. Steve Buscemi as Nikita Khrushchev. No shit. Fucking amazing. By the way, he's playing God in some TV show that's about to start, too. Like a fucking bathrobe wearing, in need of a haircut, God. But... uh Michael Palin from Monty Python was in it. He played uh, one of the more bit players, uh, one of the party wonks. Uh, you would recognize the fellow who played the assistant secretary who took over for uh, Stalin. It just made me go back and revisit uh, Soviet and Russian politics and how that all happens. Basically, oh. from Stalin on, they were... The, the leader is the general secretary of the party. You know what I mean? That's what this guy, Xi Jinping, is. He's the general secretary. He's not yeah. the president. He's not the premier. He's, he's a clown. He's the head guy. of the party. He's a politician. He's a bureaucrat. He's a wonk. Right. You know what I mean? And he's he nothing special. Well, it's not right a visionary. Here. 
The Death of Stalin, you're looking that up? No, no, oh, no. Oh. I'm looking at Xi Jinping. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's, it says, right, this is New York Times, hogging the spotlight and trying to elbows the communist titan aside. The, there's a guy that fucking, like, stood out and said, we got to fucking change what we're doing here or we're going to be in the shit. The guy before him you're talking about. Well, I don't know. Do they do they spend once you're in? Are you the there for a lifetime? Uh, n- it, not in the communist fucking thing. They it's not. This a, guy was here for a long time. I know who you're talking about. Hold on, I'm going to tell you who his predecessor was. Oh, Deng. Deng. Yes, there you go. Deng had the vision that said. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the problem with the with the communists is, is they, they want to control the means of production. And the idea that, like, a bunch of fucking boobs could ever predict what market forces are going to do is, is ludicrous. Hu Jintao was actually his predecessor as... I wonder when Deng. See, Deng might not have been the, the party wonk. He was, he was more of a parliamentarian. Whatever, whatever the fuck. Watch everybody out there. Watch Death of Stalin with the Death great of Stalin. But you, Steve so Buscemi. Good. Oh, it was so good. I, I stumbled upon it and I was falling asleep. I'm like, I gotta finish this tomorrow. I watched it from the beginning again. I will watch it again. It's a movie I will watch probably fifteen or twenty times. Amazing. Deng. Deng Xiaoping. Xiaoping. That's the guy. That's the one you're talking about. The guy that actually did it. Yeah. He said, look, assholes, we have to have some free market shit going on because the free... Look, I hate these fucking Wall Street guys that get on. Oh, fucking free market, man. We got to have totally free markets. No, we don't. Totally free markets are a way to anarchy. Quick. But free markets with some regulation so that you can't be a fucking crook. He was 78 to 89. Yeah, he was fucking, uh, and he was old, too. Yeah. But he... 97. He basically is the guy that uh, put this shit in motion. Yeah, he was chairman of the Central Advisory Commission. He wasn't the chairman of the uh, the party. But, yeah, it's, it's weird, like, in those communist countries... It, the way it's organized is is different fucking minute to minute. You know what I mean? It's a constant power struggle. They're not... Because they do things by committee, but the committee changes what they call the committee and who does what job, but it's always really a central... Hey, you know central. what you can't do in China? You can't run a newspaper and say, Xi Ping, or whatever his name is, eat eats balls. It's <laughs> not allowed. You'll be uh, out of business and maybe dead. Yeah, well. 
There is a yeah, it's like a billion three. There's a lot of people. But they had to have some, you know, they had to allow, they, could, they can't control everything, which is what they were trying to do. It just didn't work. All right, look, not to go out with a whimper, but we've been doing this for two hours and a half. I'm tired. Oh shit! You know what? And I got to work tomorrow, I kept which thinking sucks. It was, we started at two thirty, not three thirty. Yeah, we started so I'm almost three. Yeah. So this is a long show. It's okay. We that's what we do. When it's we, a lot of drivel, but hey, it is what it is. It's a while. Took so took us a while to get into some sh- interesting shit, but that's okay. So um, we're gonna take Thursday off because it's the great Catherine's birthday. And then uh, we'll either do Friday or Saturday, and then we promise starting next week, two day, two, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have to go. Uh, I have to go to Florida a few times. Yeah, in January, maybe February. That's fine. But we're gonna keep it consistent. I'm gonna go back onto my my clip making. Yeah, get some clips too. up. Those are fun and funny. Clips are good. So, all right, Joe, stay with us. Yeah, all yeah, you, we're back. All, all three, yeah. Yeah. We're four. Stay with us. All right. We're committing to another year of this shit. Absolutely. All right. Good night, Waterbury. <laughs> <laughs>